I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. This is Maddie. Just letting you all know that we do have a trigger warning for this episode because we discuss quite in-depth sexual assault and also mental health. Quite in-depth. I hope you still enjoy. (laughs) Okay, well, welcome to What the Fuck is Happening, the podcast. Oh, we're starting. We're, like, getting right into it, are uh, we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because the elephant in the room this week is that you woke up and chose violence. He keeps saying that, but I don't believe him. <laughs> I do believe me, and I also haven't recorded on the video. Okay. It started. <laughs> Wig. Okay, back on track. You're a slut. You're a whore. Wow. And you chose violence. Okay, could you please throw some examples out? Because you've said this like seven times today, but I don't remember what they I were in response to. I literally said it twice. I think it's been more than that. <laughs> I vaguely remember earlier in the day, I was like, hey, let's do this. And you were like, um, no, you fucking fag. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, clearly you woke up today and chose violence. And then just two minutes ago, you were like... I actually don't remember why you just said it. Why did I just say it? I don't know. Oof. 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 Oh, because I was like, I think you need to talk closer to the microphone. And you were like, no, I need to talk further away. And I was like, okay, well, just come in here with the the violence. (laughs) I think maybe it was also because I bought real chocolate. Oh. And I'm vegan, so technically mm. I'm not supposed to be eating real chocolate. This is true. And Nick was like, why would you do this? And I was like, I know what I did. And he was like, oh, he chose violence. Yeah. Okay, this tracks. Yeah. <laughs> this tracks, okay. I take it back. You're not bullying me yet. This is not a repeat. No. So the no. real elephant in the room this week can be that Nick was wrong. Good. Yeah. That was maybe violent. <laughs> That was maybe violent. That was a little bit violent. I'm not going to lie. Okay, the other elephant in the room is I've been waiting to tell you this. Oh, God. It's actually not that intense. Oh. I watched The Heat with Mum the other day. Yeah, I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was really good. (laughs) When I tell you my heart dropped... (laughs) This is not funny. This is yet another example of you choosing violence. Honestly, been waiting to do that to you since Tuesday. <laughs> I feel so tired right now. Oh my god, okay. that's like anyway, one of my yeah. favorite movies. How could no, you? It was how really could good. you even? I very much enjoyed it. Good. So did Mum actually. It's a she fucking was great movie. Drugged out of her mind on pain mm. meds, but she was still like, "That was a good movie." At the end, so because <laughs> it's, it's a fucking great movie. It was, yeah. And if only Sandra Bullock still did sequels. Truly, does she mm. not? Is that like a thing that she doesn't do? Yeah, because after the Speed movies. Speed, speed, speed two. Speed the drug. Or? No, speed. They're trapped in a vehicle in a bus with kids in the back, and they gotta keep moving, or the bomb will explode. That's bizarre. That's truly bizarre. It is pretty bizarre. And then they did a sequel. They did. And she was in it. Yes, with Keanu Reeves. And it flopped. It did. And then she was like, "That's Swore me out." Sequels. <laughs> this must have just been after Miss Congeniality too. Yeah, that also was not ideal. Really. 
Uh, I mean, it was I okay. only remember the first one. I don't remember what happens in the second one. I don't really remember either, but I just remember not vibing with it as much as I vibed mm. with the first one. So. Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah. As it so, so often happens <laughs> with sequels. It's really true. This is really true. Okay, well, um, what else did you get up to this week? Anything exciting? Nigel. Nigel ate foam. Nigel ate a lot of foam, like stuffing, like stuffing inside of his toys and inside of his dog bed. And we had to take him to the vet. <laughs> I know, poor baby. I actually feel, I feel bad for him, but also it is his own fault in as much as a dog can comprehend what he's doing is wrong. You know, I mean... but he's been doing it for a while and we like, he, he does that all the time, but we didn't actually realize he was it's swallowing fine. it. Oh my God. No, we thought he was just chewing on it because he often spits it back out. Mm, spit as a quitters. Exactly. But well, well, <laughs> anyway, and then this week he's been a little off and then he vomited like once mm. on like Thursday and then again on Friday and then on Saturday he went downhill like suit and he didn't eat for, mm. Mm, well, he vomited up all of his food on Thursday and then on Friday he just refused to eat and then on Saturday he like went downhill pretty quickly and vomited and he was vomiting all over himself and he was and then he was just vomiting up the water that he was drinking and then it was just stomach acid and we were like oh baby we'll take you right now so we took him to the puppy hospital and yeah he was full of foam that's so wild (laughs) why though like surely it doesn't taste good there's no enjoyment that's what i said so it's made his made its way all the way to his colon the large colon which is the last Mm place before it gets pooped out so yeah. they were like we don't need to do surgery it's not going to block anything nothing's going to get ruptured if it's made its way there it's totally fine but they did say in the ultrasound all of his like organs are all inflamed and like from getting scratched. around yeah from all of the foam and i'm like literally if it scratched all of his in- internal organs did it not scratch his throat as yeah. he was swallowing it like why yeah Mackenzie was like i think what it is because he does like often he'll chew something and he'll then spit it out mm. and Mackenzie's like i think what's happened is 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 that he's chewed so much of it is that like every now and again just a strand or two gets caught and goes down his throat as opposed to obviously like a whole fucking wad Mm. but yeah anyway who knows who knows there's a significant portion of foam in his body Mackenzie was like he's like a -a (laughs) Build-A-Bear oh my god yeah I know and he's been he was coughing it up a couple of days as well and Mackenzie was like like a whole handful came out Nigel coughed up that was the night before we took him to the vet. So Jesus. I know. It's like intense. Anyway, we threw out all of his toys and we throw yeah. out all of the beds, including Jasper's. That's mostly the one he's been eating. Aww. Yeah. So, and rope toys apparently are really bad because rope actually like... Comes off? Well, yes, but no. It, it was, The foam is pretty soft mm-hmm. and so it can make its way through. But rope, apparently because it's really hard, can actually like rip open their mm. organs inside like i don't know anyway so that's awful so we threw out all these rope toys as well so now he was pretty sad we picked him up last night and when we got we came out of the vet and he was like walking and he was looking around and we were like nigel nigel and he was looking around like i think that's madison and grandma but they wouldn't be here because they betrayed me so (laughs) was he like drugged up uh, yeah, he's been on some pain meds yeah. and stuff. He was very Bless. confused. We love a high puppy. Tired. The, he was cradled on mum's chest. She, like, Aww. put the chair back a little so he could lay there. On the entire 15-minute drive home, he was licking her. He was just like... Bless. The whole drive home. And then he fell asleep for the whole night. <laughs> he's conked out. The dream. I'm still pretty sleepy today. Wig. Yeah. Anyway, but he's fine. Mostly. That is fine. 
He's been shaved from breakfast to dinner time. It's wild. It's because of oh, the, the ultrasound. Yeah. So the did, stomach? Well, well, he had to get an IV as well because he was so dehydrated. Mm. So there's like one patch on his arm that's yeah, shaved. Roxy's had that a few and, times. Yeah, and yeah. then just like a sh- square patch that goes all the way up his sides though, oh. but just of the back of his tummy. So his ribs are normal. What the fuck? And then it's just his tummy. It's so fucking funny. It's that's weird disgusting, as hell. but yeah, yeah. That's so. a choice on the vet's part. <laughs> it really was a choice. Yeah. That's anyway, true. they all loved him. That we we waited like for fifty minutes for Nigel to come out, and every time the door opened, Nigel was just sitting there in a different vet's arms. Adorable. I know. We were like, "Can we have him back yet?" Or <laughs> he's anyway. very cute. He's very cute. Little shit. Little shit. Little shit. Mm. Anyway, so that Bless. was my big news of this week. What about you? Oh, what did I do this week? Um, not a lot. Not a lot. That's, wow. Yeah. That's actually like I, yeah, I'll get into it, but I, I've watched some more things and, oh. and stuffs and I have opinions that are unwarranted, but that's fine. <laughs> that's the point of this podcast. Literally. So yeah. <laughs> Speaking of unwarranted opinions. Grammys? Yeah. We'll get into that. Okay. Me like pushing everything backwards um anyway the 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 we decided me and maddie decided that we were going to try and watch all of the best picture nominees for the oscars yes when they like we i have a list of ones that are like surefire getting nominated for something for sure so we wanted to get a head start today even though nominees come out tomorrow yeah and i was like okay well we'll at least watch two or three of these movies Maybe we'll stay home and watch all the streaming ones so we don't have to go out to the cinema yet. Uh, and then, Maddie, how long have you been here for? I got here at You've one. You've been here for six hours. Yeah. We watched one. We watched one. <laughs> we did watch Framing Britney Spears as well, though. This so is true. We, we weren't... watched one plus a one-hour documentary, which <laughs> means in total we watched two hours and 45 minutes of content <laughs> in six hours. <laughs> do for the rest of the time literally we were either pausing to voice our opinions or poisoning 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 ourselves yeah i wish um (laughs) pausing the film to um uh, do some research on the background or that's true we did do that a lot nick had to poo a couple times relatable we did eat some food we ate food it was a journey yeah that was a journey wow Mm. i can't believe it's been i've been here that long Mm. What are we? Yeah, we watched the trailer for In the Heights while we waited. Yeah, God, you little bitch! Oh. You made us watch that. We were waiting, wasting for food. time. <laughs> we were waiting for food. Nah, I feel like we did a lot today, even though we did nothing. That's true. Yeah, this is true. So we're gonna talk about the movie we watched and also framing Britney Spears, or are we waiting for later for that too? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's quickly we'll go through. Our thoughts on... We watched One Night in Miami. We did. Amazon Studios, directed by Regina King. Mm. Uh, I feel like... Yeah, let's just do it, because we don't have that strong of opinions on it, right? No, I don't. I... <laughs> okay, the movie, for context, is an hour 45 minutes long. Was that it? Or yeah. it felt like longer? Yeah. It's adapted from a stage play. Mm-hmm. It is about... Real recent historic modern history figures. Yeah, sixties. Uh, yes, black four black men coming together to talk about like the civil rights movements and stuff. Yeah, and contributions and all that. Um, it's a fictional account. Yeah, but it did also say based on a true story, and also all four men did actually know each other. Yeah, yeah, but like the obviously no one hap- no one knows what they yeah, talked about in true. that room. 
but that room in the movie was like 80% of the movie. It was a lot of the movie. So like, I assume most of it's fictional. Yeah, you would have to assume. Yeah. Yes. However, what was what was your thoughts? Thoughts, opinions? I feel like it was overall like a really well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was super strong. The directing was really good. The performances were really solid. Like yeah. it was quite seamless. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel like for it being restricted to a room, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Yeah. However, it was restricted to a room yeah. and so not much can really happen. Mm. I don't know, like it was a good film, and I feel I really liked how they were looking at all of the different perspectives and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was it was kind of refreshing to have a movie that does deeply explore one topic from all sides. It's true because you don't get that often. No, you don't. However, in plays, you do get that often. Yeah, and that's basically what this was. Yeah, yeah. But for real, like, I completely agree that the directing was phenomenal. It was. The acting was phenomenal. It was. And the the original song that they did for the movie, in the credits, was great. It was very good. Yeah. I think um we, obviously I don't I don't think I've watched any of the other nominees. Yeah, you have potential haven't. nominees. Slut. Yeah, but I feel like it's like we watched a couple of trailers and stuff today, and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Oh, I don't want to watch that. Mm-hmm. And it definitely feels like the one that's like got the most to say, if that makes sense. Like it feels the mm-hmm. most important. Yeah. The one with, like, its own, like, voice. Like, that other Mank one. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't... Mm. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. No, it's it is. so stupid. So stupid. Um, so. I mean, I think The Sound of Metal is probably pretty important. And Promising Young Woman, uh, I saw that last week. Um, oh, yeah. I never replied to your text, which I did mean to. I wasn't just ignoring you. It was just that the next day I had a minor disaster. <laughs> what was... What text? Oh, you texted me on Monday night and you told me your opinions about it. And then I never replied because I was thinking about it. And then the following day I was supposed to come over and then I cancelled because mum oh. fell down the stairs. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I never I replied that. to those messages. Well, anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you want my brief opinions. Mm, nah. No. I mean, no, you already texted them to me. I know, but I just want to say one thing. Go for it. And that, well, yes, okay, I think it should be nominated for Best Actress. I think it should be nominated for maybe score. Maybe not score. Cinematography, maybe. Um, But it it's a tough movie because a lot of it works. Yeah. But then the... the and a lot of what it has to say works too. Yeah. And is relevant and is impactful. But then that final quarter of the movie, which I won't spoil. Everyone already knows what happens, but I won't spoil it. But um, really fucks it up and really undermines yeah. the rest of the narrative. Yeah. Because. Yeah. The, like 80% of the movie is basically a, uh, a uh, what's it called? A, um, like when it has a good moral of a story, like a fable, like. Uh, it's like a. F- yeah, it's it's a very strong story about like um how in the conversation about sexual assault so much of it is like the self-proclaimed nice guys. Yeah. And the yeah. nice guys are always the ones who are either complacent or yeah, committing doing things. Yeah. And convincing themselves they're fine because they're the nice guy. Yeah. And that is the moral of the story. That is the main point of the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> two hours of it's two and whatever 90% of the movie that's the plot yeah which is a really good one which is a really good one and it does it really well I genuinely think it does it really well then that final act is like a total 180 yeah and it tries to say something different and it doesn't track um 
Which is, by the way, why I refuse to see the movie. So I, I feel like everything you've said is, like, correct. That's what I've heard. It's a really good movie, and the beginning of it has a really, like, solid point. It's just that how it ends is really actually quite, like, harmful, which is why I was like, boo, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> so I have a very, mm. like, two-dimensional opinion of the movie just based on, like, what I've seen and of the ending and stuff, so... Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, I went to see it with Meredith, and Meredith really agreed that the ending kind of stumbled. Yeah. Um, however, like, it's 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 got a point of view. It, uh, I don't know, the ending just... I wouldn't necessarily say it's harmful, mm. because it's a very fantastical movie. Yeah. It is a very satirical, very over-the-top movie. Yeah. So it's like, assuming everything in this script is pushed to the extreme. Yeah. Then the ending is pushed to the extreme. Extreme. It just doesn't tonally, script writing, any way make sense with the rest of the movie, which is why I don't like it. I don't think it deserves a directing uh, nomination because tonally the movie is yeah. pretty inconsistent. Um, and screenwriting, definitely not, because there's nothing really special about it. <laughs> And it's really tough, too, because the character that Carrie Mulligan plays is, like, really likable. Same with Bo Burnham. But also has these, like, not thinking about the consequences things. Yeah. Like, she literally, to teach someone a lesson, kidnaps their daughter and pretends that they're being gang raped. Yeah. That was also one of the points that I And it turns out it's, like, totally false and everything, and it's fine. But it's just... A lot, and I don't think... Well, again, it's like it's an inconsistent point, isn't it? Because it's like in her quest to, like, buck against sexual assault and the nice guy type of thing, she then... I mean, I guess it's not like she's actually doing it, but then to... to, to... Anyway, I don't know. I just feel like that's... Well, that at was, the end of the day, a it's, choice it's a revenge it fantasy a film. Yeah. And it is pushed to the extreme, so it is, like, over the top and ridiculous and stuff. And she wouldn't get away with any of it in real life, obviously. But, like... It seems pretty bizarre to me to have it be a revenge fantasy film and then to end the way it did again, which is why I know you said the ending doesn't make sense, like, tonally and stuff. Like, it's a satisfying ending. I just think that (laughs) the point she tried to make would have benefited more if not that happened. Which, go see the movie, make your own decision. But overall, I quite liked the movie. Yeah. Because it's, despite itself, a pretty fun movie to watch. And it's pretty refreshing. And it's actually quite not what you expect. It's actually more like a lot of it's a (laughs) rom-com. Wild. Yeah. Um, But then it has a twist. Apart from that other twist, it has another twist. (laughs) And um, that one is really good. So I have complicated feelings about this film. <laughs> um, but I did see someone's take on it, and I'll try and find it quickly. Um, I don't know if I can find it quickly, but... It's like, um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess while, while you're trying to find that, I'll just talk. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, everybody has, like, different opinions on where, like, a line should be drawn. Um, in terms of what can be portrayed and stuff. Personally, violence against women is one of those things that I just, like, no matter, like, how small or big it is, it's one of those things where I'm, like, I'm out. Like, I don't want to 
watch this. I don't want anything to do with it. It automatically makes it a bad film for me personally. And that's just like my personal opinion and my personal preference. Mm -hmm. So like I can understand why for other people they go, oh yeah, this movie is really good because it does such and such. And even though the ending does this, it doesn't necessarily take away from the importance of the rest of the film. Oh, no, I think it does. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I think it does. I just think people aside from you then (laughs) looking at it critically, looking at it critically. Yeah. Separating the two messages that they're trying to portray. They do the first one good, the second one they fuck up, and it does take away from the rest of the movie, but not Wild. in a, not in a crazy way. But um, it's kind of hard to do without spoiling. But I'm gonna say that this person on Twitter, Joe Lucy Bradley, wrote an article, um, and even she's like she specifically says, although it's not a perfect film, maybe not even a good film, um, the way that the director uses the casting of Bo Burnham to play the nice guy boyfriend is a perfect summary of how men enable their predatory friends. And that's kind of one of the main points that they try to... I mean, she tries to that tie... That makes literally no sense to me. <laughs> to well, you haven't honest. seen it, which exactly. is fair. <laughs> and also back to your other point. Um, I agree that in any movie that is not about sexual assault yeah. or not about that topic, that includes a sexual assault scene or, or attempt yeah. or anything is an automatic pass. It's an automatic so Like, The Gentleman. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so fucked up. It was just abrupt and random and... It came out of nowhere. It was, was, that was liter- actually disgusting. Yes, it was literally just there to prove that the women was weak. The woman was weak. It's really true. I'm, I actually remember when that happened in the cinema, I was like, um, what are we about to see here? Because the, the, that movie was so wild and so choppy mm. that you were like, who fucking knows what I'm yeah. about to see? Who knows how far they're going to go with this? For sure. I actually specifically was thinking about a film I saw, a Kid Harrington one. Well, he was only in it for like 15 minutes, to be honest. What was that called? The Country One? Yeah, that, that Outback one. Oh my God, that was genuinely one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. I was not prepared going into that for what I was going to see. And I came out at the end of it like... Shook? Oh my God, more than shook. I think that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, in terms of... Because of how awful it was to watch. Like... Mm. Critically, I guess it was a good film. It was well put together. The acting was phenomenal. But, like, what they portrayed in the movie was so intense and so awful to watch that I was automatically like, this is, like, that's one of the only movies that I will ever say to anybody, do not watch under any circumstance. Yeah. Okay. Wild. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it (laughs) to tell people not to watch it. (laughs) That's really fair. But, yeah, no. I, I just, Yeah. I'm complicated feelings about promising young woman. Yeah, fair. But the one thing I do know is that one of the two points it makes works and is good and is relevant. Yeah, fair. Fair. Um, yeah. It's I don't know. It it feels to me when a movie is when a movie It also just to clarify doesn't portray any like actual sexual assault or anything. You don't see anything like that. But you do see a violent thing at the end, which is a violence against women. But um, it's really intense. It lasts for like a really long time. Well, frankly, too, it's it? quite the it, Emerald Fennel, the director, who is uh, whatever, uh, is um, <laughs> doing interviews in which she's saying she specifically didn't show any sexual assault scenes or anything. Yeah. Because she wanted to prove that you could make a movie about sexual assault without showing it. Yeah. And putting that trigger in there. But then she made a point to show a woman getting literally killed yeah. in real time. 
That's wild. And then he shows it all. And I'm like, well, that's completely... The opposite. The opposite of what you've been saying is why you didn't show... Whatever. Um, Yeah. 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 I think I Emerald know. Fennel is one of those privileged white girls who... Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. Into very intersectional feminist. Uh, not a very intersectional feminist, do you mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one's the one that's very white. Yeah. Not intersectional. <laughs> What's intersectional mean? That me- Intersectional means like... Like... Um, there are a whole dif- like there are different things and they all intersect at one point. So like feminism is the intersectional point in terms of like because we're all women, but all of the other points are being oh. black or poor or white or whatever. Weak. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's very much not intersectional feminism. <laughs> like so many privileged female directors have yeah. made recently, like Lady Bird and yes, Booksmart and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's feminism, yeah. but has nothing to say about racism or yeah. anything really yeah he's just white girls being white girls, white girls, being white girls. <laughs> and that's not to say i didn't enjoy those movies yeah I yeah yeah for but. sure no i understand i think for me i go the thing is the thing that makes me really angry about a movie like Pro- promising young woman and i guess not angry it just makes me go ugh, is it's like that's so good that it's good for the first 90 percent but then to have like a 10% which kind of backtracks on everything that they've been saying and kind of really impacts the story, it's like, okay, well then why is it nominated for an Oscar? Like, why will it be nominated for an Oscar? Why did it win Golden well, Globes? Yeah, it's that's like, why it didn't win any Golden Globes. Oh, didn't it? No. Good. <laughs> this is why I'm hoping it's only nominated for Best Actress. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it doesn't really deserve any other ones. No, because it, it's just like it falls into that whole like um, fake woke type of type of thing where they're like the oscars are like yeah we're gonna yes. nominate a movie about uh rape culture but then not have yeah. any actual understanding that the movie does not necessarily yeah i don't know i agree but it's i think that also has a lot um that's somewhat in a way kind of reflective of the actual yeah. uh behind the scenes of these films because like <laughs> the director emerald fennel is a showrunner on Killing Eve, one of my oh, favorite really? shows, season two onwards. And she had no experience or anything. She was literally just like a college friend of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh. So she got this job and she got these opportunities just for being... Wow. Lucky. Lucky. Just for being privileged. Wow. And that's... It's one of those films where you can tell. Yeah. You can yes. tell. Yeah. Um, like Lena Dunham stuff and and yeah. Olivia... I really want to like Olivia Wilde stuff. Yeah. And I love Booksmart so much. But like... Uh, what's the upcoming one? Don't worry, darling. Or I don't know. Is that the one with Harry Styles and stuff? Yeah, it does. She doesn't look like she's changed anything. I mean, it's still I, just I no starring idea. white people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Florence Pugh and Harry Styles yeah. are the leads. I mean, yeah. no offense to these queens, but yeah. could you get whiter? No, no, <laughs> no. It's really true. I feel like you know Harry Styles has got his own brand of like Progressive. interesting progressiveness yeah. going on, but it ultimately, again, is like it's his still white and he also i mean and as far as we know is um cis gender he's not ever come out and said anything so it's kind of a bit like um, same same yeah Not same pretty much yeah. anyway so long story short we didn't hate one night in miami we liked it <laughs> but <laughs> um it was it it wasn't completely um translated from play to screen uh, as well as it could have been, but it was still very good. It was very good. I would say, like, I not that I've watched the other movies, but I would say, like, it's up there in terms of deserving an Oscar. It definitely from the list that is likely to be, yeah. The, from the list that is likely to be, like, 
nominated with it, mm. it seems like it's going to be up there. Yeah, it does. Um, like it should be up there as well, I should say. Oh, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we've got to try and watch Nomadland and Ew. Mank and... Ew. <sighs> um, Minari and oh, what's the other one that's going to get nominated most likely is um, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I am excited for that one. That one looks good. It's just the same fucking movies that get nominated over and over and over and over and over again. I don't mean, I mean both in terms of the movies that get nominated in a year, but also like each year on. Like, the same thing over and over. There's just, like, a certain type mm. of genre that just gets nominated for Oscars. Yeah. That's why there's Oscar bait. It's, like... Literally, it's, yeah. It, it's just, just fucking branch out. Yeah. You know? It's the year 2021. Like, have mm. some goddamn variety. <laughs> I really, truly think Palm Springs should be nominated for Best Picture. I would love that, honestly. It, one, it's a comedy. <laughs> it would have shaken things up. Yeah. Honestly, even Borat too. Apparently, yeah. Maria Bakalova, who played the main female character in Borat 2 is going to get nominated for Best Actress. Iconic. Um, or Supporting Actress. And I am so down for it. She did phenomenal. And it's good. also just a change in the status quo. Yeah, for sure. For Although sure. I will say the Best Picture nominees this year are most likely going to be the most of a diverse they've been in quite a long time. What are they going to be? Well, between One Night in Miami, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Minari. That's true. They're all uh, stories about people of colour. Yeah. And then their stories... Um, promising young woman, female director, doesn't make it diverse by any means. <laughs> um, and Regina King's a black female director, like legendary, Queen. also phenomenal actress, just won all the awards for Watchmen. Love that for her. Uh, yeah, iconic. Um, Mank though, that shit's the whitest shit you could possibly think of. Literally. Nomadland actually is directed by Chloe Zhao, who is an um. Asian woman and is directing the upcoming Marvel's Eternals. I was gonna say, is she the one who just did Milan or not? But that uh, no. that makes sense. That's I'm. That's why I've associated that because it's a Disney blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what she's um, doing. And like Nomadland, frankly, is a very wide story. Um, mm. Although I might have something interesting to say. I don't know. I guess I should wait to see it to form an opinion. Ugh. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I think it's, like, set just after the financial crisis. What is it about? I was set just after the financial crisis, and this woman loses everything. Right. And instead of trying to rebuild her life, she decides to um become a modern-day nomad. And oh. just float through the US. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but it it's, like, very minimalistic and, like... Ugh. Is it, is she I don't like need to see more Frances McDormand person. playing Frances McDormand and winning awards <laughs> for it, frankly. <laughs> Is 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 she, is she like basically the only character, the only character? From my understanding, yeah, she's Oof. majority of the screen time. Oof. It's only an hour and a half. It's only ninety minutes. Oh, thank God. But still, did she get eaten by a bear at the end? Because that would be that would be interesting. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. I mean, to be frank, that sounds way more interesting than Mank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mank's just a a wank piece. Yeah, it really, really feels like it. We were watching the trailer. We only got halfway through when I was like to Nick. Mm. I'm just so sick of watching movies about white people and white people problems. And that is like, it's just like so, it's like such a minuscule type of thing. Like even, 
It would, like, I, Booksmart is the first thing that comes to mind because mm. we were just talking about it. Like, even that, I've made a video about how it's, like, it's just white people doing white people things. But even so, like, it did have its own type of diversity and that there were some um, different sexualities. It had and LGBTQ plus diversity. It did. But that is the extent of it. It did. But it also, I feel like it also, just because, like, it was a comedy and it was a pretty well-made movie, like, it was an enjoyable film. I you love know? it, yeah. White people doing white people things, but, like... Kind of in a fresh, different way, I will say. Like, it wasn't the same as... It was the closest thing to teens being actual teens in a teen movie. Yeah. That Hollywood has put out in years. Exactly. Which yeah. you know, kind of makes it a bit a bit different. Mm-hmm. But when you... <laughs> there is, there's just nobody who can relate to a white director. <laughs> to like, just to a white film crew struggling to make the greatest movie of all time. Mank. Like, oh, you're talking about Mank. Yeah. I was like, which of these films <laughs> is she talking about behind the scenes? Because that's all of them. Um, okay, yeah, Mank. Yes, yeah. No, I agree. Especially, yeah. yeah. It's just, who gives a fuck, you know? It's, Especially, it's in black and white. Like, we, we invented colour picture for a reason. No one wants to watch that shit. <laughs> you know? And no one wants to watch a two hour, two and a half hour black and white film about the making of a two and a half hour black and white film. They really just don't. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Even if it has Amanda Seyfried. Even if it has Amanda Seyfried. Who we do respect. I do love her. Mamma Mia pops off. Mm, this is where you lost me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are we about to have a brawl? Mamma Mia. More like <laughs> Papa Pia. Because men probably directed that too. I don't remember. Well. Let me look it up. I reckon a man directed Who directed it. Mamma Mia? Definitely a man. Is it a man? I think it's a man. I like fucking know. Ocean's 8. Fucking Gary Ross. Fuck off Gary no. Ross. No. It's a lady. Her name is Philida. Philida. Philida Lloyd. Is that the movie or the musical? The movie. You sure? Yeah. A woman That's directing a movie says. right in front of my salad. But I think the person who wrote the original screenplay was a man, like who did all the ABBA songs and stuff. Oh. I think a dude directed the second one, though. Let me see. I could be very wrong again. Um, the second one. Here we go again. Yeah. By the way, the second one fucking sucked. The second one is by Old Parker, a man. Yeah, that's probably why it Not sucked. just a man, a 50-year-old man. Disgusting. He wrote and directed the 2018 musical film Mamma Mia. I mean, not that we don't literally write and direct everything that we do ourselves, but people who do that are always way too close to the project. They can never see what's wrong with it. Completely. I have a real issue with people who do that. We watched something recently and I was like, their name was in those credits too many times and that is why it sucked. It's the same as fucking Taylor Swifty. I love you, T-Swizz. I love you, but come on. (laughs) <laughs> have some no people around. Have some people who are objective around. Yeah, it's really true. Katy Perry Katy with that Perry. stupid album. Ugh. We're only lending, naming women. Maybe we should diversify. Xavier Dolan. <laughs> Xavier Dolan should not have written, directed, and fucking everything edited. Fucking Star Wars was. It was Star Wars. Oh, okay. it was Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think it might have been Star Wars. Probably um, they brought literally back just like the same two people who had done successful Star Wars movies for the last. Yeah. One. Also Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, disgusting. Yeah. We hate him in this household. We sure fucking do. <laughs> Basically, this episode is the men-hating episode, which... Love that. Not to be gross, but just to not start anything, we don't mean all men, obviously. Yeah. We mean 
all the men that are like this. It's really true, which is which just know, happens to be a lot. It does. I, I feel you no. Know, I feel like this is actually quite thematically coherent because it was just International Women's Day and we've just had the true. March for Justice. Ra- um, I know. I today. thought it was next week, and I was like, we should go. And then I opened Twitter this morning, and it's yeah. happening. Yeah, that was today. Yeah. I do wish I would have gone. I feel bad. Yeah. Me too. I had actually planned yesterday. I was like, I'm going to go. And then I forgot last night when we mm. were making plans for today. And then Whack. then we missed it. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. for sure. So it's thematic, I feel like. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> this is the, the women's episode in which Nick talks for most of it. <laughs> God, Nick. Not God, all Nick. men. <laughs> Not all men. Just Nick. <laughs> anyway, um... Can we be bothered to go through the Grammys? They were kind of like luster. They were. Let's just say Harry Styles, we love you. Yeah, Dua Lipa deserved pop vocal album because it was great. Rain On Me was an iconic song and iconic. deserved to win. And Which it did. I mean, not to have armies come after us. <laughs> BTS deserve a Grammy for sure, just not for Dynamite. Just not for Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, though. I understand that it was at, like, number one for a really long time and blah, 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 but it's actually just, like, objectively not It's not. It sounds like a Disney Channel, not even a song that got onto a Disney Channel original movie, but the extended edition. The one that plays over the has one extra song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. And that's that on the Grammys. (laughs) Pretty much. So, framing Britney Spears. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, wait. I have so much to talk about, and we are half an hour in. Is okay. that it? Yeah. I definitely feel like we're longer in. No, we're like 30, 35 minutes in. Fair. Anyway, um, I need to quickly drop two things. I watched Bring It On for the first time last week. Yeah. Have you ever seen it before? Is that a cheerleading one? Yeah. I don't think so. <gasps> Hold on, let me just text Olivia Here's back. me judging Sorry. you for not seeing Bring It On after I went 23 years without seeing it. <laughs> I um, might have. It's so good. And Jesse Bradford is beyond hot. Uh, Kirsten Dunst does uh, obviously a phenomenal job melding camp and uh, kind of the seriousness. It's iconic, is all I'm saying. Wild. Mm, it's great. Eliza Dushku, sorry I didn't career event, uh, do much. Same with Jesse Bradford. Actually, they played siblings. Maybe that's something to do with it. Anyway, <laughs> um, they both deserved more in Hollywood, and that's that on that. Fair. Um, I watched the. F- Wait, did you say Eliza Dushku? What? She was in Buffy. Yeah. Wild. Yep. I really love her voice. It was around the same time, too. Yeah. Um, I watched the two Hellboy movies for the first time. Oh. Have you seen them? Uh, no. Did the, did that include the remake that no. they just did? Okay, good. Because no. I heard that was terrible. The two original movies, 2004 and 2008, were directed by Guillermo del, del Toro. Oh, okay. That monster fucking... so fuck good. <laughs> Maddie, you would adore them. Oh, really? <laughs> I truly, truly think you would adore them. <laughs> okay, I'll add them. They're I'll like watch them. They're really, really cool... Um, like, they're comic book movies, but they're a really cool kind of world-trotting adventure type of thing. And this was really fun and really refreshing. <laughs> And it had some really cool concepts, and it did these concepts far before any other blockbuster movies did them. So Hellboy 1 and 2, 11 out of 10, would wreck. Also incorporate some fun mythology and stuff. Cute. Selling Sunset and Bling Empire both got renewed for two more seasons. Wait, isn't Selling Sunset currently filming filming two seasons? Yeah. And so they've been renewed for two seasons on top of that? No, they just hadn't announced those two yet. Oh. 
Oh, like okay. they were filming, so everyone knew, but we didn't right. know. Um, <laughs> but from the same creators of those two shows, they're developing two more shows. Wild. So we'll have an entire. Wait, does the same person sunset do Selling Sunset and Bling Empire? That makes um, a lot of sense. I don't think so, but I think they're getting one show each or something. I don't know how it works. <laughs> oh my god, can we jump back to the whole women thing first? Yeah. Women. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Um, what's that movie? Uh, Little Women. Yeah. When when Sashi Ronan's character is just like, women. And that's it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Because we stand women. I repressed a lot of that film because it made me so Speaking sad. Of white women movies. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> it was a great movie, but yeah. literally, like, whatever. Um, do you want to fucking know? Connie Nielsen did an interview for something or other. Who's this bitch? Sounds familiar. She plays the queen of the Amazons in Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah. Or maybe Wonder Woman's mom. Both. Whatever. Um, she did an interview the other day and she revealed some piping hot tea. Oh, really? About the process of making the first movie. Ooh. And you know how Patty Jenkins came out and she was like, yeah, the studio ended up making me change a few things. The biggest thing that made me change was... The ending. The ending. Yeah. And she was like... Connie, the, Connie Nelson came out and she was like, so the reason she gave up and gave in to the ending and agreed to do the ending was because she won on something else pretty big do you want to know what the all like all male warner brothers executives wanted wanted in this fucking film oh god what i don't think it? you do want to know but was it a sex scene or something like that it's fucking worse really you know what the warner brothers executives wanted the reason that the amazons fled to an a women only island do you want to know what the reason was that they wanted why because of a mass rape And Patty Jenkins said, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm, not today, Satan. That's, oof. How fucked up. That's really bad. In the year of our Lord and Savior, 2014, or whenever they were developing this, these executives still thought that that was okay, and that was the only reason that women would want to get away from men, not just war. That's really gross. It's really gross. That's awful. Right? I'm glad that she won on that, to be honest. Completely. Oof. Oof. Completely. I mean, sucks that she had to then, like, actually, um, um, like, uh, what's the word? Compromise on something else. Compromise on the ending yeah. for it. But, like, ultimately, if I had to get a shitty ending as opposed to a rape backstory, yeah. I would go for that. Yeah, I agree. The shitty ending, I mean. <laughs> that was a bit of an ambiguous <laughs> statement, but I meant I would rather go for the shitty ending. Yeah. <laughs> shitty endings should be the title of the app. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no like literally or just women <laughs> women, women. <laughs> yes um but no they're so the warner brothers the full stop the warner brothers execs they've got to be they need a massive shake up there man yeah between that the Zack snyder's just league of it all and the ray fisher investigation of it all Ooh, truth and between the christopher nolan of it all and releasing yeah. all the movies on hbo max without true, telling the directors and shit true. of it all <laughs> they're just really yeah. They're losing prominent directors fast. Yeah. I, uh, look, yes. <laughs> Correct. I'm glad you have such a strong opinion on that. I mean, Hollywood in general, I feel like it's not just restricted to them, you know. It's oh, like one of those completely. things where it's like everybody needs to get a fucking grip. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you reckon it has something to do with the fact that Warner Brothers is like one of the original Hollywood studios from like the 30s? Probably. And they just like refuse to fucking change? Yeah, probably. It's one of those things where they're like, this is the way we've always done things. There's no reason to change it anymore. Mm. You know? Whack. Anyway, um, are you excited that we have to watch four hours of Justice League next weekend? Because I'm going to force you to so we can talk about it. In fact, maybe you should do a video on it. Maybe. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I just gave you a free video idea and volunteered to sit, suffer for four hours with you. You're making me suffer for four hours. Do you know what? For this week, I'm actually pretty sure I'm going to do Cherry as my video because I saw a review of it this morning and the review, like, fucking bashed into the ground. It was like, I'm giving this one star. It was so bad. And I was like, that sounds like something I need to talk about. Now, Miss Thing. <laughs> I have two pages of notes right here for Cherry. Do you really? Because I watched it last night and I was going to talk about it for 15 minutes right now. I was literally just waiting. That was going to be my bombshell surprise for the final half hour. That's so fucking It was going to be that I watched Cherry. <laughs> was it really bad? It was so fucking bad. <laughs> it actually gives me just like a lot of validation. <laughs> <laughs> for it to have been so bad because I'm like, the Russo brothers aren't fucking shit. Like, no. The Winter Soldier was so good. I will give them that. Everything else that they have done in the MCU was terrible and I hate that it's like where their work is just like wanked over. Literally. Everyone's like, oh my god, Endgame, Infinity War is the best movie ever and it's like, bro, calm your fucking like, calm down. Like, enjoyable, whatever. They're not great films, you know? God, man, this movie is horrific. <laughs> So for this movie to be really bad and for everyone to be like, ugh, this just movie gives me life. is horrific. <laughs> it's so bad. And all I see on like Instagram and stuff is um, them, the directors, Anthony and Joe Russo saying like, you know, this is a really important film. <laughs> yes! This story needs to be told. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a fucking kindergartner's basic <laughs> level understanding of war <laughs> and what it does to people psychologically. Ooh. It's like, Oh my god, have a fucking brain. Oh my god, I, I just it's ridiculous. Oh no. And I You're so worked up. You must I'm so worked really up. Bad. <laughs> okay, well don't give me too many things because I'm I gonna won't. do a video, but give me the highlights. Like give me your Okay. My <laughs> I'll break now it give into me parts. First of all, it's fucking broken into parts. It has chapters. <laughs> Stop. It has a prologue, five chapters, that. and then an epilogue. I hate that. Doesn't need any of them. Should not exist. <laughs> um, Why is it called Jerry? Oh, because uh, he, blah, 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 something happens in, in the war and he pops his cherry. As in he kills somebody is popping his cherry or he it's actually loses not that. his virginity? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not either of those. Something else happens and it pops his cherry hypothetically, and that's the only time he does the word cherry's ever mentioned. Well, no, it's. F- f- I kid you not, it goes for two and a half hours. By the time it got to an hour, I was like, dope, we're near the end. <laughs> and then I paused it. Hey, it fucking said an hour like- and a half left. And I said, fuck me. <laughs> There was two movies in that one hour. What the <laughs> fuck else could happen? And the answer is not a lot. Not That's a lot. So funny. Not a lot can happen in that fucking hour and a half. It's truly like a 
fucking kindergartner <laughs> wrote this script. I cannot even. It's the most literal. My biggest takeaway is that it's the most literal movie in existence, okay? Oof. Oh, dear. And by that, I no mean... Nuance. No nuance, yes. But also, every fucking time someone says a sentence, there is a cutaway or a flashback visualizing it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't need... <laughs> This flashback. I don't need this artistic uh, cutaway. I don't need this comedic cutaway. It, tonally, it's all over the place, by the way. Um, it's literally, like, if they got rid of all of the random cutaways in this movie, I think it would be an hour shorter. That's hilarious. A solid hour of it is just random cutaways. That's a lot of hours. That may, like, I can tell the directors were like, oh, yes, this is edgy and different and artistic and so different to the Marvel movies we've yeah. made. It's not. It's just <laughs> choppy. And it's literally like they fucking glued together a bunch of tiktoks <laughs> what it's, a steaming hot take <laughs> it is exhausting that's hilarious yeah or like and like uh in scenes where you know how in english class they're always like let's watch this movie um and let's analyze the color of the curtains are blue which really symbolizes the sadness in this moment where their mother died yeah and it's like that on crack, ironically, because <laughs> um, that's what the movie's about. Um, is it's it like the most literal. Yeah, a majority someone, of the movie is about drugs. Oh, uh, someone was like, uh, the one of the review that I saw this morning was like, it has too much to say, and the Rosa brothers have continuously been like, oh, this is about the effect of opioids like on veterans and stuff, and then they were like, except it was only in the last two fifths of the movie did they actually talk about drugs. No drugs. This is probably half the movie. <laughs> The first half is very much uh, a lot of exposition, and then he goes to war, and plot twist, war sucks, <laughs> right? And he gets back, and then he has PTSD, and this isn't really a spoiler because it's in the trailers and shit, but... I feel like he can just cut straight to a bit where he has PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Oh, it's so bad. I cannot wait for you to watch this. It's so bad. Um, the... I'm going to watch it. Oh, I can't morning. think of the word. The, 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 the point in which the drugs become bad enough. It, it's so fucked up. And it, his wife ends up doing drugs with him. Wild. And becoming dope fiends. <sighs> but let me tell you, they spend a lot of time setting up that relationship. No chemistry. Oof. No fucking chemistry. Oof. Nothing to be invested in this relationship. No development. Not a single character has development in this film. Oh, dear. Not a single character. Not Oof. even Tom Holland's cherry character. Oof. It's one of those films that are like, the character's unnamed. It's edgy. Oh, ew. Yeah. yeah. This review that I read this morning also was like... It's like they've literally put in every single type of like high art cinema technique that they it's could literally. without any understanding of what those like where those literally and came there's no from, consistency in it to do yeah wild what meaning they hold there's no consistency in it at all it's like they had a list of them and they're like okay well let's just go through the list alphabetically we'll start at the beginning <laughs> go to the end it's so stupid like literally at the beginning he goes to the bank to um to he got double charged for something or whatever mm. and um he went to the bank and like their take on big corporations is that the bank's name is literally the bank and the teller is a faceless voice stop and i'm like come on and then later on when he's holding up a bank Oof. suddenly it's 
this nice young woman with a face and it has real emotions. Uh, I was like, that's not subtle. <laughs> that's the opposite of subtle. <laughs> it's oh, God. just like, I don't know if it was written by a two-year-old or they thought the audience was going to be two-year-olds, <laughs> but it's one I of mean, them. that's. I think it's probably that they're used to telling a story to a specific audience and a story in a specific format. And now that they're not telling that story, they don't actually know what to do with themselves. Mm. They spent so long working within the MCU because like they basically did Winter Soldier and then they have done MCU movies since then. It's like eight years where they've just been doing MCU movies. Like, how do you? And then now they're doing a movie with an MCU like main cast character it's i can Mm. i can see how they would just get confused as to the story that they're telling (laughs) and not that that's an excuse by the way no 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 um speaking of tom holland does a respectable job that's good for him a lot of it he actually does do quite well the the uh once he starts to spiral into drugs i think he does really well Mm. um but there's no emotional attachment to any of the characters there's no development in their relationships there's no chemistry um, and then there's, uh, also, by the way, this is one of those films, I should warn you, mm-hmm. there's an abrupt, uh, rape. Oh. It doesn't show Good. it. It is. That's exactly in, what I love in movies. It's in one of the aforementioned flashback cutaways. Oh, Jesus. It's literally just a side character who doesn't have a name. Oh my God. Yeah. It's his backstory. Anyway. Of course it is his backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's just well. It's implied that he wants to rape this little. Oh my god! Afghani girl. Yes. Stop. It's fucked up. Uh, it's I just edge lord. It's edge lord. Ew. To the end. But yeah, there's one point in the middle that is meant to be emotional, and you have no emotional attachment to the characters that um in the war zone, whatever. Spoiler, I guess. Um, <laughs> and the only thing that makes it emotional is that Tom's acting is quite good in that scene yeah apart from that i felt nothing (sighs) sounds overall like a mess that no one should watch complete mess (laughs) complete mess also sort of a spoiler but by the end they do like a flash they do a montage of him aging up right and the age up makeup they use is so funny he literally just looks like tom holland with forehead creases that's hilarious (laughs) and then his wife in this um aging forward is literally just her but chubby (laughs) they put like like, cheek filler it's so funny funny. anyway that's that on that did you watch anything fun this week no no well, I'm excited. The heat. To... I watched the heat. Oh, that's right. Yes. That was it. <laughs> I'm excited for you to watch Cherry. I started this morning to watch Thor two. Um, for my MCU list, I'm only oh, yeah. up to Thor two. I see. I think this movie is fucking hilarious. It's one of my favorite oh, MCU okay. well, that's movies. Fair, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's like genuinely like balls to the wall, fucking crazy. Yeah. Like love it. Unhinged, perfect movie in every way. To Iconic. be honest. So Iconic. I was very much enjoying my time doing that. <laughs> I love that. But no, aside from that. Like, yeah. Okay, well, we've got to wrap Framing up Framing Britney sec. Spears is the only other thing I watched. Yeah. Um, hashtag Free Britney. Hashtag Free Britney. Isn't it fucked up, that documentary? Yeah, it's really fucked Not up. Not that documentary, but that entire thing. It was thing. a very good documentary, yeah. But the entire thing was really, really fucked up. So fucked You know what's so sad? Mm. You see, like, for us, it's kind of complicated because we grew up. Yeah. When all of the really 
yeah. public paparazzi stuff was happening. Yeah, we were only like, what, nine, ten? Not even. Yeah. Barely. Nine, yeah, barely. Eight, nine, yeah. Um, so, like, we couldn't grasp it at the time. And it's so shitty to say, but I remember all the jokes being made about her. Yeah, so do I. I remember when she shaved her head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her mental health and stuff. And, like, I mean, we were kids. I didn't think of anything at the time. But, like, the fact that it was so ingrained in culture. Yeah. That these kids in Australia. Yeah. Like, literally, we're, yeah. like, eight, nine, ten. And I, I remember when mm. she shaved her head. I have absolutely no contextual memory at mm. all. But I do remember her shaving. And I remember everyone being like, oh, my God, she's going fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I remember that so clearly. We're nine, like, it's, why? Yeah. yeah, why? And what why? kind of a fucking message is that to young people? Yeah, it's disgusting, to be honest. It's like, so disgusting. And the way that it was all laid out, again, because we, our memories of it is her shaving her head. And then, you know, I remember Womanizer becoming a number one yeah, hit. Yeah. I remember the circus tour and yep. stuff. Um, anything before that, obviously, we have absolutely no memory of. Yeah. So to see those I, interviews... Honestly, I remember bits and pieces. And oh, that was yeah. mostly just in context of the songs. Well, to be honest, I... Because my sister was yeah. a few years older than me, so she loved the music. Yeah, fair, fair. Well, I, when we were just watching this documentary, I had no idea that she'd been married or that she'd had mm. two kids so early or anything like that. Um, mm. But, like, some of those interviews, I had no idea she was 17 when it first started. Yeah. And some of those interviews, like, where that dude was like, you know, everyone's yeah. talking about your breasts. It's like... Yeah. What? And she's like, my breasts? What? Oh, okay. And then what? he's like, and you get really angry when people talk about your breasts. Yeah. And it's like, like, yeah. <laughs> Is that like confusing to you? Of course, she gets angry about that. Like, it's oh my god, genuinely Exhausting. fucking crazy. And how the those the paparazzi just treated her like a fucking animal. Yeah, it's disgusting. really true. It's just it is disgusting. As I said to Nick, this is only like ten years after yeah. everything that had happened with Princess Diana. I genuinely. And you know what's really fucking sad? Is Sorry to interrupt. Still happening. Is that it's now happening to Megan? Yeah, for sure. We didn't. We did talk about that too. I haven't watched that yet though. I didn't watch it either. I watched the summary points. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's 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 really fucked up. It's, um... And to see it all laid out like that in quite a concise type of way, I really liked speaking yeah. to how good the documentary yeah. was. Like, how there were people who were kind of analysing it as well. When that guy was like, you know, this is the time of boy bands and this was the mm-hmm. time that um, we hadn't really talked about sexuality and stuff yes. like that. It was really nice for it to be put into context like that. And they even mentioned, like, the Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky scandal yes, and stuff. Yes, that in particular. I was trying to think of what that was. And that was really you're, And you're so right. And I didn't... I've watched it twice now, once with you and once before that. And I didn't pick up on the first time how, like, uh, kind of f- impactful... Well, not even impactful. How uh, effective it was having that yeah. in the documentary. Because yeah. you were like, oh, okay, well, that gives me context for the climate. Yeah. And I understand that. And... Yeah. This topic of sex in America at that time yeah. was so... Uh, yeah. Uh, sensitive? Yeah. I guess. And the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, cool, it gives context. But then I... Yeah. I glossed over it. Yeah. But it no. was much more impactful. Well, for sure. Again, particularly when you think about now, how we have, again, a lot of insight into what happened with Monica Lewinsky and stuff, mm. and in terms of how she was, you know, kind of like 
vilified? Yeah, and, you know, there's a quite a compelling argument to be made that it was actually sexual assault and all of this type of stuff. I mean, by definition. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, so to have that context as well in our time and then to be looking back, like, and then for them to be like, you know what, this is a time Monica Lewinsky when she's mm. being vilified for sex, Britney's coming out, it's like to have those two things kind of come together is like, spot on. I liked that it, it yeah. did that. Even as well, I didn't realize that Britney was like 16 or 17 when she had uh, Baby One More Time. Yeah. I did not realize it was also her first debut single ever. And then just look back on that um, that music video that she did for that in the schoolgirl costume, like super sexualized. It's a bit like, oh. She shouldn't have been allowed to. <laughs> no, put that out that's, at that time, that's no. not really. And not as in a terms of. Suppress her sexuality. It's not yeah, in that way. Yeah. No, it's like she's literally a child. A child. Like you don't do that. The and particularly the... you don't yeah. mix being a schoolgirl with Sex. sexuality. Like that's not It's too low leader. It's not cool. It is. Yeah. It really is. I actually said that in it someone said that in the documentary and the way oh, that, yeah, in one of the clips. Yeah, yeah one of... Clips, yes, one the of, um, news clips. Yeah, one of the interviewers mm-hmm. said that. And I was like... <laughs> Um, is he referencing this as if it's a good thing? Because I'm pretty sure that was, like, the moral of that story was that it was bad. Mm. So and it's just so, yeah. And so many of those, they showed clips from interviews and stuff, and so many of them are just yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, it's really Her reactions true. reactions and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like when that congresswoman or congresswoman's wife said, um, Britney Spears is such a bad influence, if I saw her on the street, I'd shoot her. That's disgusting. And Britney's reaction to that was, oh, that's really sad i feel really sad for her yeah and when that um after the justin timberlake thing had happened and the interviewer was like it's been a rough year for her and she cried it's like yeah it's been a rough year for her oh my god yeah also for them to put into context stuff about justin timberlake i really liked they didn't i didn't know that i really really? liked that they shy they did not shy away from being like no he had an active part in vilifying her he had an active part in janet jackson's um we'll see i've seen this on twitter but i again i have no idea of the context of it oh yeah they performed at the super bowl together in the 90s um and there was a wardrobe malfunction and as far as the media portrayed it it was her fault and she exposed, you know, the audiences to a breast or whatever. Oh, really? Um, and portrayed her as this, again, sexually vilified wow. monster. Um, when in reality, Justin Timberlake had a slip up and he... Really? Yeah, Stop! No way! He, he's the one who caused it, yes. Oh my god. And he'd Ew. never apologised or referenced it or Ew. anything. Um, until literally the week after Framing yeah. Britney Spears came out. Yes. He, Made an apology on Instagram note on notes app, but he stuffed them both, Janet Jackson and Britney Spears, into one apology. Yeah, that's really weird. It's like two separate things there. We can't just lump all of the sexist stuff you've done into one. Yeah, but whatever. Again, for the documentary to like not shy away from that, I thought was like spot on. Yeah, I had agree. It's a lot. It was a yeah. It was a lot. (sighs) Free Britney, for sure. I mean, they did make a really good point of being like, we don't know what we don't know. And that's really true. But for her to be as high functioning as she is, like, I... Completely. I I, I don't know, man. I do not well, understand. The courts are quite contradictive in what they're saying because yeah. they trust her to have her kids yeah. full-time now. Yeah. Like up to their discretion, yeah. Britney's discretion and stuff. Her full, yeah, and all that, and she's got like a um, 
long-term, long-term partner who seems to be really good for her. And he's actually said publicly... He did recently, Jamie didn't he? Jamie Spears is a monster. Yeah. Who's And even Britney's kid, I think first one, Sean. Yeah. He went on Instagram Live. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Stop. And because he's a kid, he didn't have any filter. And uh, someone asked, hey, uh, what what do you think of your granddad? Yeah. And he said, my grandma's... My grandma, my granddad is a dick. Oof. And everyone was like, okay, well, that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, that's all we needed to know. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, man. As they said, they're, they mentioned in the documentary that there's a real contradiction of, um, what did they say? Mm-hmm. They said, um, uh, no, there's a conflict of interest, sorry, because yes. he's being paid yeah, by Britney. Lot. All of his lawyers are being paid by Britney. It's like, how, again, can he have an objective opinion? Which... I feel like we can see from the context because he was not involved for so long that mm. he doesn't. Like, where did the idea of a conservatorship even come from? Like, who said that to him? Yeah. You know, he was the one who brought it up. I don't... That's a true, yeah. And especially, um, even more heartbreaking that at the beginning of the documentary, in the startings of her career, she was saying how much of control she has yeah. of what gigs she takes and yeah. the stuff she signs. Like, yeah. what she knows what's going into it. Yep. It's and really then to true. have that complete 180 yeah. is horrific it is horrific and for jamie spears i don't really care what's happening legally behind the scenes and all that but for him to in any way be profiting from his kid like that yeah it's really is wrong it is wrong it really is wrong particularly if she i mean it's obvious that she does but particularly because she has such severe mental health issues it's like yeah what, what, where are your ethics, man? Where are your morals? Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty It's pretty disgusting. Frankly, the rest of her family, too. It's really true. Not that we know who is stands up for her and all that, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Also, the paparazzi guy who was trying to... Yeah, I know. Uh, like, what's the word? He was trying to convince him... He, on the outside, he was trying to convince everyone else that yeah. it was ethical, but really, he was just trying to convince himself. For sure, for sure. Again, for him, if, well, I, the interesting thing to me is that even though he's even he's not even a paparazzi, paparazzo anymore, it's said that he stopped mm. doing that in 2013, and it's wild to me that he can be seven years out of that profession and still be so deeply yeah. thinking that it was a good thing. It's like you're on the outside of it now, like... He yeah, he was so convinced it was a symbiotic relationship in yeah. which they needed each other. Yeah. Like I can understand Oof. it's not right, but no. I can understand why in the moment he was like, Yeah, this is totally fine, yeah. you know. But to then, as I said, be removed from that culture and still think you were doing the right thing is just fucking wild to me. It's so wild. It's wild to me. Like take some responsibility. Completely. Particularly because he then made himself out to be the villain with that night that Britney then bashed up his car. It's the like, victim. Yeah, yeah, the victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I think she pretty clearly said, "Leave me alone." And Literally, did. and the fact that the interviewer interviewing him like <laughs> yeah. held him up to that, and she was like, "What about when she said, leave me alone?'" Yeah, he was like, "Oh well, she meant like by the day." Yeah, he's like, "No, no, man." She really didn't. Truly wild. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe in the beginning of their career, you could make an argument for her when she's being like, "No, I just want them to leave me alone." maybe you can make an argument for her to being like, oh, that's just a show. Mm. I don't think so. But you could. But for when her career is progressing and she's having those breakdowns so consistently and she's crying on television being like, I just want them to leave me alone. It's like, 
how can you still think that she's lying about that? Like her, she's she's at the peak of her career. She does not need you. She does not need Completely. you. Completely. And there's no actor that is good enough to yeah uh, yeah to act those moments in those interviews where she was just overwhelmed by her emotions. Yeah. And like you could see how real that was. It's really true. It's really true. Oh, man. Very, very can clearly see her mental health declining. Yeah. Very clearly. Hmm. Also an interesting thing. Do you reckon, um, because despite the fact that this paparazzi dude was seven years removed from the industry, mm. do you think the fact that it was likely not his choice that he got, that like paparazzi is barely a thing anymore because of social media? Do you think maybe that was his like life goal by the end of it and he wanted to be a paparazzi, but there's just no room for it now? So he's still stuck to the idea that he was a victim and he he was doing what was necessary? Um, I don't know. See, I think, to be honest, to be like the documentary, I think you've got to put it into the context of the global financial crisis, to be honest. Mm. Because if you're looking pre-2008, off of that type of industry, people were making, as he said, so much money. It makes me think of... 50 grand, yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of Hustlers. Actually, you remember how she was saying, like, pre-GFC, they were just making obscene amounts of yeah, money. Yeah. And I think when you start to look at post-GFC, like, no one's making... Mm. Well, they are now, again. But, like, 2013, you're still only just getting back to the beginning of a recovery. Yeah. Just at the beginning of a recovery in America. And so I think... Um, if you're looking at it like that, probably, I, I don't know. Ne- the point I'm trying to make is I don't think it's necessarily the rise of social media that has resulted in a downfall of that because people still do it. Pictures of celebrities still make a lot of money, you know? And so I think yeah, but like he the might not have stalking them around shopping and stuff. There's maybe a few paparazzi, but it's not mobs. Yeah. I don't know. Like so many mob, like so many people that she couldn't get through kind of thing, like fucked up. I don't know. I think it still is a bit like that. I just think it's a bit... I think it's a little... I don't know. Like, I'm thinking... Do you remember a few years ago when those pictures of um, Prince Harry came out of him naked in his window? No. Oh, okay. Well, he was in his house and they used, like, the long lens camera to take pictures of him naked Jesus. in his house. Yeah, so that's oh, that's only in this decade. I don't remember how recently it was. but That's, it's like, definitely, literally illegal. Yeah, like, in the last 10 years that's happened. And I feel like I still see... Occasionally, you still see videos of like, you know, Lady Gaga. You've seen that documentary when she comes out and there's paparazzi fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think it does still happen. But that was on album release day. I guess. <laughs> but you know what I'm, I'm not, saying? Yeah, no, I'm like, not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it's not the industry it used to be. And that probably is mostly because of the GFC and social, social media. Social media. I think it's a combination. It's just. I don't think it's the industry it used to be, but I don't think it's as like. Um, gone as people believe it is. If that well, makes I was going to say I think it's a whole other conversation. Yeah, the way in which we invade celebrities' privacies now. Yeah, well, exactly. It's like celebrities share photos of themselves. You're not starved for content. You just oh, yeah, still totally. want more. You know. And even like yeah, the um, they really took naked photos of him in his own house. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Yeah, and on <laughs> funnily enough, even though he's a dude, the the media spun it to be like he was like running wild and that he was like i remember this yeah i remember when he was the wild child of the yeah, family yeah he's, i remember that i didn't yeah. know that there was i was probably i mean that wasn't the cause of it that was in the middle of in all of midst, that happening yeah. but i think this might have been before wow. he enlisted wow oh, i'm not sure i'm not really sure 
my, the timeline's screwed up in my head because it was a while ago and I was mm. a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely in the midst of all that. I'm like, this, it's one horrific thing for Orlando Bloom to be out paddleboarding naked in public <laughs> and get taken photos of. But to be in your own house, in your own house is yeah. a whole nother thing. Yeah, it's Both really fucked true. up, but like, come on. Yeah, it's true. It's true. For Jeez. sure. Wild. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we got through most things. <laughs> Perhaps too many things. That was a Maybe. lot of ranting. It was, but ranting is what we do best. Ranting is what we do best. <laughs> That's the thesis. Um, so let's start wrapping up. I hey. will start, obviously, with what the fuck of the week. Okay. I don't know what it is. Actually, I did have one yesterday, but I've forgotten what it is now. Okay. Maybe it was about Nigel, okay. which I've already shared. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> well, Madison, my what the fuck of the week is... What is it? My what the fuck of the week is... Uh, people on social media trying to convince me that Cherry's a good movie. <laughs> have people been saying that? Tom Stans have been saying that. Yeah. And I'm like... Okay, maybe as a kind of a showcase of his range, perhaps there could be an <laughs> argument for that. Um, week one. Um, but no, the stands on Twitter, every like if you click on the cherry tag, it's people like being like, oh, that was such an important film. It was, it was so good. And even Ew. celebrities like uh, posting about it to promote it and stuff. Ew. Like I saw literally the most random, like Joel McHale. Um, I don't know who that is. He's a comedian. He was on Community, and the Bruce Brothers directed a couple episodes of Community, or produced, or whatever. Um, he even posted about it. And was like, that was such a fucking great emotional film. Ew. I'm like, mm-hmm. stop it. Stick to your lane. Actually, you know what? I've got my what the fuck of the weekend. You just reminded me. Oh, scary. Okay, my what? That, so that was my I, what the fuck of the week. What's I yours? learned this week. It's actually low key related to yours. Mm. Is I don't know if you know this. No. I also don't know if it's 100% true because oh, I did no. learn it off Twitter, but I think it's true because it sounds like it would be true. Tag yourself, I'm here. <laughs> Is, did, did you know the military partly funds the MCU movies? No. The American military. Like, yeah. That's... <laughs> what do you mean? Like, they donate money to Marvel so that they're correctly portrayed. <laughs> In Marvel movies. Oh. Yeah. Apparently they do it. Like, I mean, in Marvel, they specifically are donating money because they want, like, because they're, you know, kind of low-key imperialistic movies. But apparently they do it quite a bit, like, donate money to be correctly portrayed. Not accurately. Correctly. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Literally, what the fuck? (laughs) Again, I don't know how accurate this is. I probably should have fact-checked before I brought it up. No, it's fine. We'll we'll, we'll fact-check it and then... If it's wrong, our elephant in the week of the week next week will yeah, be that okay. we were wrong. <laughs> Sounds good. <sighs> That's fucked up. Honestly, the American military, I would not be surprised. The way yeah. that they try and imbue themselves in popular culture. It's really true. To try and seem relevant to get recruits. Yeah. Their Twitch channel, they were playing fucking like Call of Duty games and shit on their Stop. Twitch channel. Like, come on. Have the at least a little respect. they even have a Twitch channel. Completely. And literally it got shut down for a bit because they were um, heavily recruiting on it. Stop. And people were like, no, no, that's not legal. <laughs> My God. That's entrapment. That's literally tricking oh young, uh, impressionable kids into joining the army. Ugh. How horrific. It's horrific. Also, a joint what the fuck of the week. Yeah. Is Australia's piss poor effort at getting this vaccine out. Oh my God. Yeah. It's- literally America, who's 
population is fucking a trillion <laughs> are going to be done by October. Well, apparently they're also doing a piss poor job of getting their They're doing a lot out. better than us yeah. so far. Or well, actually, to be fair, their caveat is that uh, it's, will we, and every adult who wishes to be will be vaccinated by October. In America? Yes. That's what they're saying. I don't know how many are anti-vaxxers in America. I assume a lot. Yeah, I also assume a lot. <laughs> so maybe that lightens their load, but we also have a lot here, unfortunately. But honestly, not even until well into 2022. Oh, really? Are we going to be vaxxed? They got like 17,000 done in the past month. That's not very many. That is none. I Honestly, I would not even know how to go about getting a vaccination. I don't know who they're letting get vaccinated. Is it anybody? Are they doing specific? Like... Oh, it's tiered. But yeah. now they've completely switch the tears because we're not getting all of these AstraZeneca ones now from Italy and stuff. Oh. So they've completely switched it up and now the phases are all different and if you're a part of phase 1A or B chances are you'll be contacted. Right. That was before and now that we've got barely any vaccines uh, if you're in phase 1A or one A or B you have to be approved by your doctor. Your GP now. Wild. Which was not the case before. Huh. Interesting. So, like, we need it to be more complicated. I know. It's really true. It's really true. I mean, I guess on the one side, it's like, at least we don't have that many cases. Like, we're not obviously, like, in high danger at the moment. But Mm. also, like, surely they want to be getting as many people vaccinated as possible, as quickly as possible, because they want people to be able to travel again. To recover the economy, to recover completely. Um... We need one more what the fuck of the week. Okay. <laughs> and it's about the Australian government and their frankly feral, disgusting uh, handling mm, of sexual yeah. assault claims in this country yeah. in the higher places. Yep. Not just that, but the reporters in our country that are far right or right. Uh, you people are evil. The Sam Armitages, yes. the, the, I can't remember his name, but he released in a, uh, a, Low-key an opinion piece. He released a poor dead woman's diary entries Stop. to try and prove that she was mentally Stop. ill. That's why she um, ended her own life. And that is why she falsely accused Christian Porter of sexual assault. Stop! And now he's playing the victim because people are trying to cancel him. Oh my God. That's like, sweetie, that's not cancel culture. That's consequences. Oh, I didn't know that. That's disgusting. Bro, our government right now is... I mean, it's always fucked, but right now specifically, shit show. I did know that, like, obviously, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I actually, but no, Bill, I'm so fucking, like, I get zero news, but I know, like, at the fair. bare minimum about um, what's happened because I know that a few women have accused, they accused an anonymous higher up government person that of sexual assault, right? This is Brittany Higgins, yes. Yeah, yes. and then... And then... Was it Christian Porter who was the one who was like, yeah, it was me and I didn't do it? No. So this is a historical rape case. Yeah. Yes. Um, from the late 80s, I believe. Yeah. Um, completely separate to the other one who we still don't know who allegedly committed that. Um, but oh, yes, okay. Christian Porter came forward because his name got leaked to the press. Oh. Um, but legally, they didn't want to get sued, so they didn't print it. Yeah. And he was acting like a victim at his press conference the next day. like, Oof. And the press completely vilified me. And it's like, no, they didn't even name you. Oof. Whatever. And he doesn't want a fucking investigation into it. Of course he doesn't. And now he's taking part-time leave, not fired or anything, which, you know, innocent until proven guilty, whatever. But to not want 
an investigation to clear your name. Yeah, it's really true. Why? Well, I don't get it. Why. We know why. <laughs> yeah, we, we know why. But like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's wild. Again, not all men. Okay, well. A lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, so, sorry, we're going to go on another rant here. It's okay. We're only at like an hour ten. <laughs> um, you know, you, you know how you have this like not all men type of situation. Mm. It's like, okay, not all men are Christian Porter. Not all men have did it, but like. Have, have actively contributed to sexual assault, but, sorry, perpetrated. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well. <laughs> but um, when we were at, when I was at work this week, we had a male chef in, and he's like, he's been super nice, like mm-hmm. super respectful. He's fucking hilarious. He's about 60. Yeah. Um, I really liked him. And I feel like generally he's had quite progressive views. And then this week, oh, they no. were talk- well, he- we were talking about the Brittany Higgins thing. Yeah, where he yeah. brought it up and he was like, oh, did you see what's Christian Porter? Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, I just don't understand why she wouldn't have come forward. Like, why would she wait all of this time? Like, why wouldn't she have just said something when it happened? She and Well, we, Sorry, we tried to be like, well, you know, a lot of women feel a lot of shame around it. And mm. back then, like, there was not anywhere near, not that there's any now, but there's not anywhere near the amount of support that she would have had. What? Brittany Higgins is the two years ago. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm talking about the historical one. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, no, but, like, they can't do anything about it now. Like, she she should have just said something when she had the chance. It's like, maybe you should just shut your mouth. <laughs> like, sure, he's that guy, that chef is not. Yeah. He's not that bad when yeah. you put it on a spectrum. However, it's still contributing to the problem. It's like, maybe you Completely. should just shut your mouth. He, unfortunately, is one of the men that is <laughs> yeah, not he, all men. Yeah. That is the men. There's a spectrum of you contributing to the problem, and unfortunately, quite a lot of normalised behaviour yeah. is part of the problem. Yeah. So, that's Completely. the tea. <laughs> that is the tea. Wow, yeah. It's just, it's like... Oh. <laughs> Ignorance and yeah. and and selfishness and yeah. misogyny. Yeah, it's all scary. Anyway, it's true. It's really true. That was a wild one. It was a wild one, as it always is. But as I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It was some good combo. Some good combo. <laughs> it was. We got deep okay. several times. True. This is true. <laughs> um. Well, what are your socials? Lady Alice One Hundred One. Yes. On. Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, mm-hmm. and now TikTok. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I went there. You absolute Gen Z. <laughs> I say this like I don't also have a TikTok. But that's literally common. we only follow each other. We both have one follower true. and one person we follow. This and is true. It's each other. This is true. It's so romantic. It's so romantic. <laughs> that's so random. Um, uh, blah, 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 if you want to follow the pod. Mm-hmm. WTFIH podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Yes. And also YouTube at either what WTFIH podcast or what the fuck is happening in the podcast. It'll come up, I'm sure. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter and see my live negative reactions to the Oscar nominations, <laughs> it's NIC underscore sushi. Um, I'm Nick. I'm Maddie. And this has been What, what the, the Fuck, fuck is, is Happening, the podcast. podcast. I had no idea we were doing Me that. Wow, <laughs> high five for unplanned. <laughs> wow, I love that for us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.